world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Tuesday, January 28th. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Hello. What's up, Tassie? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey yo. Hey yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Hmm. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are, again on a Tuesday. Guys, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And don't forget to email us your NBA questions, comments you have to nodunks at theathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach a little later this week, so you still have time to get those cues and comments in. Just to let you know what we've obviously been doing over the last couple of days here and what we got planned coming up. Late Sunday night, we did record a podcast, you know, remembering Kobe Bryant, shared some of our personal interactions with Mamba and talked about him and his legacy. That one's up, of course. Then on Monday, the Athletics' Fred Katz, he swung by the studio to talk a, a little Kobe, talk about his Wizards that he's following as the Athletic Beat reporter for the Wiz. He was great. Really highly recommend you go check out that podcast. I mean, we found out his name isn't even Fred. You know, his name's Matthew. Huge scoop. Huge, huge <laughs> scoop for us. Um, but Matty Dogs. Some much-needed uh, levity there with Fred. Uh, it was honestly a lot of fun. He's such a great guest and had some great stories uh, to share from the Wizards locker room and across the NBA. Later today, here on Tuesday afternoon, we're finally going to record and release our 14 All-Star reserve selections we generally do this every year like everybody else we're the last ones to do it this year it turns out but we know the starters now those are locked in that's fine we won't be changing those but we'll make our seven picks like we were the coaches make our seven picks in the east make our seven picks in the west and see where we disagree and maybe debate it um so that should be fun that's later today as a special sort of bonus podcast us picking our all-star reserves on this show we will get to a few of last night's games but of course you know, we're still we're still wrapping our head around the Kobe Bryant news and, and the, the NBA world mourning him and his daughter and everyone lost in that helicopter crash. The NBA announced that the Clippers-Lakers game, scheduled for tonight, Tuesday, January 28th, that has been postponed. So the decision was made out of the respect for the Lakers organization, which is, of course, deeply grieving the tragic loss of Kobe and his daughter and those seven other people, like I said. That game will be rescheduled at a later date. No shock here, I imagine, from any of you guys for them to say, nope, too soon, we're not ready for this, um, and so we'll just, we will get to this game at a later date, even if, if we do, even if we have to, I guess. Yes, I guess, uh, you know, because everything happened so suddenly on Sunday, the NBA decided just to play through those games and give themselves a little bit of time to think about it, but the fact that the Lakers are back on tonight, I think, against the Clippers as well, gave them at least an opportunity to say, well, let's postpone that one while they think about their next move because there's no real uh, rule book, I guess, for the league right now to, right. to to follow and to look at. So they have to sort of try to just make these right decisions as they're going forward. And there'll probably be another adjustment at some point in the schedule, depending on when Kobe's uh, memorial service or mm-hmm. funeral is and, and what Possibly. the league decides to do there. But uh, yes, it's a, it's a very difficult process when you, you, you don't know how to handle what has happened and has uh, such an impact on... On, on everyone in the NBA and in the basketball world, that's the thing. It's not just a sort of team-specific uh, event. It's it's league-wide, and everyone feels some sort of attachment. So I think the uh, NBA has made the right decision here. And like Dave McMenamin was tweeting yesterday that Kobe was a basketball player for the Lakers, but that also means he's an employee there for 20 years, building bonds with 
ball boys and security guards and people who are working the stands. He just, you know, he knew these people from being around them at work for 20 years, yeah. which is why the NBA provided grief counselors for the Lakers, which is why we didn't hear anything, period, from the Lakers for 36 hours. They're figuring out even how to grieve uh, in a tragedy like this one. So, I mean, completely understandable that they would postpone the game 48 hours later. Yeah, the Lakers brought in grief counselors uh, into the office to help some of those employees that you're talking about to cope with the loss. Uh, Shams saying, you know, these guys, they're probably not, they're not ready to play basketball right now. Um, you know, and again, it's not just the Lakers. I'm sure there's a lot. We've seen the emotion, you know, on, on some of these guys' faces in games that have been playing on Sunday and then last night. It's it, it's tough. They're the Lakers' next scheduled game is uh, they got quite a weird gap here, but it's not till Friday night um, at home against Portland. So there there is some time there, just the, the way the schedule breaks out. But yeah, they'll 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 figure this out. It's also it is the Lakers and Clippers. You know, obviously sharing the same arena. In theory, I guess that's going to be an easier game to reschedule mm-hmm. if it needs to be played at all um, down the line. So yeah, I'm sure that came into came into play as well. We also heard from LeBron. He took to Instagram on Monday um, in his attempt to sort of communicate his grief uh, after Kobe passed. Like most in the community, uh, in the wake of this tragedy, he I think maybe struggled to put his feelings into words. Can't knock him there, um, but he did say, "I promise." I'm quoting him here. I promise. You all continue your legacy, man. You mean so much to all of, the, all of us here, especially Laker Nation, and it's my responsibility to put this shit on my back and keep it going. Please give me the strength from the heavens above and watch over me. I got us here. Um, I think a lot of us were waiting, you know, either be it from the Lakers organization who did release a little quick statement or a guy like LeBron. You know, we, we always turn to LeBron, basically comment on everything, and something like this where he's got a relationship with Kobe, um, this is what he chose uh, to do and had a, you know, really obviously cool photos of the two of them together, a little slideshow there on IG. He said he spoke to LeBron, uh, to Kobe, excuse me, on the Sunday mm-hmm. after they left Philadelphia, I guess after LeBron broke his record. They, you know, imagine what Passed that, him on the NBA's yeah, all-time scoring list, yeah. I imagine that conversation was all uh, congratulatory yeah. from Kobe and wishing him all the best. And, you know, they, they became, uh, you know, a significant... Um, uh, opponents but of course friends and uh, colleagues as well there so it's uh yeah you know we all we all sort of think that someone like LeBron will have these words that make things okay but of course uh, everyone grieves in their own separate way in their own their own way and uh it's going to be tougher for everyone associated with the Lakers right now yeah I think the relationship that Kobe had with LeBron even though you know we just saw it from time to time is just uh, an example of Kobe being such a positive role model shepherding the the next group of guys the next group of players and as a as a as a player as a competitor I didn't see this version of Kobe coming from you know 2016 to 2020 as a guy who was a really positive guy in terms of helping everybody around him I, I you know it's just it didn't seem to fit his his on-court persona right and um this was uh even though LeBron and Kobe um were, you know, never met in the finals. Uh, obviously, there was that uh, that special, special bond that Kobe had with so many guys, and I think that's obviously uh, how very telling in the games on Sunday and Monday, and the tears being shed. Which I think, if there's any tiny, teeny, 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 tiny positive, uh, it's men willing to show their feelings um, out in in person and crying, and that's totally, totally acceptable, and something that I'm sure uh, a lot of men don't find acceptable, but it's. I, you know, I kind of find it a tiny bit refreshing to see mm. all that happening in the last uh, 
last two days. Yeah, but to speak to that, I guess I, I know what you're saying. I think like I'm totally on board with that. The way he played, you would think when Kobe was all done, he might be because there's a lot of them, the Hall of Famers, the legends that sort of do the, like, yeah, back in my day, we would have done it like this or blah. I don't know if these guys could hang or oh, whatever, you know. You're right. He did the opposite. Yeah, or, or he, just, he he did it purposely. Like, he did it willfully to be involved with all these guys. Uh, yeah. He, he's a, a teacher. Uh, there's lots of stories about him being the, the guy who is their their mentor uh, in these last few years. And, I, I, like, uh, maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment here, but I can't think of another guy who's really done that the same way or, you know, to, to, to anywhere close to that level. Um, but... I think it just shows that he was, like we talked about Sunday on our podcast, that he was willing to transition to this and really change his his mo into, uh, hey, this is what the game needs from me now. This is what these players need from me now, and I will be that guy. Yeah, we talk a lot about how other players' experiences with Kobe on the Olympic teams really meant a lot to those guys, but I think you can tell that those Olympic experiences meant a lot to Kobe. It kind of showed him a new pathway that I can be a mentor. These guys respect and are happy to be learning from me, and I think that going through those couple experiences where these next generation of Hall of Famers are saying, wow, we're learning from Kobe Bryant, that must have been special for him as well, to see the the mark that he put on the game in the in the decade that followed after that same with 2012 he has touched lebron's generation he's touched the kind of in-between generation like kyrie irving from the 2012 years and then you see the bond with guys like trey young luka Doncic, who are still even you know i mean is five years a generation i don't know but they're all just different segments of guys and they all look up to kobe and i don't know kobe always was talking about the alchemist and he was writing a book with paulo calo the author of the alchemist and that's all about learning what you're good at and then giving it away and that's what Kobe was doing. Yeah. Uh, at every NBA game on Monday night, um, you know, they started with the 24-second violation by one team and an eight-second backcourt violation by the other. Uh, 24 and 8, of course, being Kobe's numbers. Some games they were flipped, you know, the the, the, the backcourt violation before the 24-second violation. But the same idea. Uh, the Wolves, they sort of tinkered with the old eight-second tribute. I thought this was pretty special. Rather than simply just holding the ball or dribbling out the ball uh, behind half-court for the eight seconds, they actually placed the ball on the free throw line um, until that time expired, and that was a spot where Kobe had gone to the line to pass his idol, you know, Michael Jordan, on the all-time scoring list. I, I tweeted this last night. Every game where we're seeing this, uh, the twenty, the, 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 the tributes with the, the violations, it gets me every time. I mean, I, I don't know. It's so I'd like to almost see it for the rest of the, the season. I don't know. It's it's something. There is something. Uh, it's special, it, and it hits you every time. I, it's. That's where I get the most like choked up in a weird way when this happens in the game. But And then the crowd, of course, cheering him on and the Kobe chants and stuff like that. So we saw that again. We saw that on Sunday, of course. It, it went into Monday's games. Um, the Pistons, they honored Kobe pregame. Everybody rocking the number eight um, or the number 24 jersey. That looked very cool, and that's something we think we we assume we're going to see in the All-Star game. Something I, like I'll, that. I'll, I'll be shocked, yeah. honestly, if we don't. There's some variation of that. Um, the Heat... They played Dear Basketball, um, you know, Kobe, Kobe's Oscar-winning f- film or the, 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 the piece that he penned and that they turned into the film. Um, they played that on the Jumbotron uh, during halftime. Cool little little tribute there from Miami. Um, and, and I wanted to ask you guys this, and I don't even know if now is the right time to talk about it, but I'm sure you guys have seen the petition going around. I think it's been signed, like nearly 2 million people have signed this thing now um, for the NBA to change the logo. Change it from Jerry West, his silhouette, um, to something Kobe related. 
again, I don't know if this is now the time to even. We don't, I'm not saying like, oh, let's debate it. Oh, no, yes. Like, what's your thoughts on this? The, this sort of movement, I guess, to change the logo to something Kobe. I don't think they should change the logo. I, I think it's uh, it's iconic the way it is, and I I just think I think Kobe has had an enormous impact on this game. But I think there are other players who have had an even bigger impact. Michael Jordan, namely, mm-hmm. for one. So I think, you know, obviously uh, under the circumstances of what happened, I wouldn't um, go out and change it right now yeah. and, and be caught up in the moment. But if this is a discussion maybe the NBA wants to have in a couple of years' time, maybe when things are settled down, they can talk about it. But I just uh, I think there's other ways to honour Kobe right. and his legacy. And I think the NBA could do that, whether or not they name an award after him. Uh, the Lakers do something similar to what the Mavericks have done on their court, even you know, with a silhouette, perhaps something right. like that. Um, other I, other ways than outside of yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't think so because you know there is also uh, the other incident that we haven't really addressed uh, here with Kobe um, back in two thousand three, two thousand four in, in Colorado, the the rape stuff, and uh, I think that considering that happened uh, and it was acknowledged that it happened, I, I think that kind of Unfortunately, I think that disqualifies Kobe from from an, an honor like this to have his image as the logo of the league. So I think when you're talking about Kobe, you have to address his entire, uh, the totality of his life and his career. And uh, and I think that also needs to be mentioned. So um, for me, I, I don't think they should change it. But I, I think there are certainly other ways you can honor Kobe's uh, life and legacy. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, Lee. Uh, he was credibly uh, accused of sexual assault and you know he didn't get convicted in a trial but he did settle in a civil suit and uh, it's worth honoring Kobe now in another way and it's great to talk about everything he did on the court and what he meant to so many people I'm actually surprised how hard I've been taking it I never thought that Kobe meant that much to me but he's a huge part of my life Um, but it's got to be impossible for survivors of sexual assault now to see all of these uh, all this praise for Kobe Bryant But it's understandable because he passed away in a tragic way that we would be praising him right now. That's different 30 years from now for more survivors of sexual assault to see every time they see an NBA logo, it's Kobe Bryant. I think that'd be incredibly hard. So unfortunately, he is disqualified from from, uh, the logo change, I would say. Let's get to last night's games, the actual games that were played. But first, uh, a word from our sponsors. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. He says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash no dunks. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash no dunks. That's calm.com slash no dunks. It all comes down to this. Super Bowl 54. Who's going to be hoisting the trophy and spraying champagne when it's all said and done? I'm rolling with Mahomie Mahomes and the Chiefs. How about you guys? Niners. Niners. Do people even say that? I, I, I just After I said it, I don't think anyone ever says Niners. 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 Lakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's where I go. Nonetheless, whoever wins it, their season will, of course, end on a winning note, and yours can too. 
This is your last chance to play fantasy football till next season with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from Super Bowl 54, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code RUN will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot at a million-dollar payday. So get in on the Super Bowl 54 action. Download the DraftKings app now and enter code RUN during sign-up. For a limited time, all new users will get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code RUN and get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So there were NBA games on last night, though I'm not sure maybe you guys were even watching those ones um, because ESPN was re-airing Kobe's final game, the one where he goes for 60 points. Uh, I saw how obviously Twitter was, felt like Twitter was watching that one a lot more than maybe some of the other games. I was. It was awesome. That was on. really fun to watch. Um, it's I, don't, I was laughing and crying through it, just like seeing actually Kobe get hot uh, during the first quarter and then really put the game away in the fourth quarter, seeing all the celebrities who came out to watch him. Uh, it was fun watching it the first time in 2016, a different experience in 2020, but it was cool. Did we lead our show? Does anyone remember when we were the starters the next day with Kobe's final game, or did we talk Warriors setting the mark, or did we mash the two together somehow and play a What You Got? <laughs> like I, uh, I can't. I remember. feel like we definitely did a What You Got. What will you be watching? Yeah, leading um, up to it. Yeah. What did we do? That's a good question. Yeah, it's, I, I, my gut says we did start with the, uh, the the sort of iconic there last game, the sixty point performance. Um, but yeah, again, real games on last night. Kings 133, Wolves 129. Overtime victory for Sacramento. All right. You, you see that and say, okay, classic overtime game, high scoring. Well, this one was insane. If you, if you watch this, you maybe witnessed you witnessed the comeback of the year. You maybe witnessed one of the greatest comebacks of all time. Uh, no hyperbole there. Buddy Heald scored a career-high 42 points to help the Kings rally from a 27-point deficit for that victory over the Wolves. Now check this. The Kings trailed by 17 points with 2 minutes and 49 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. They're down 17 points less than 3 minutes to go before you know pulling off this insane rally. De'Aaron Fox scored 22 for the Kings, including putting back the rebound off his intentionally missed free throw as part of that 33-11 run in the final you know 5 minutes and change of this game. I hope you watched it. I hope you saw the highlights at least. This was crazy. What was super crazy is that the Wolves were like scoring still at times during the final five or six minutes. It wasn't like a you know it wasn't like a twenty four to zero run. They were scoring at times, but uh, Buddy Heel just could not miss threes. <laughs> the uh, this is the worst loss uh, the Wolves have had. And they've had some bad ones this season. I mean, this was unlosable. Really was, I and then, know. and for De'Aaron Fox to execute that free throw uh, miss so perfectly and get a layup out of it was just incredible. But it sort of sums up the Wolves is they just they just just it's just a terrible situation they have right now. And even in overtime, it was, they still had chances. I know they still had chances. They had five more minutes to go win the game. Yeah, they just gave away. You're right. Uh, but Buddy, Buddy got hot, and um, yeah, the Wolves. I mean, Andrew Wiggins had another incredible game himself individually, but of course it didn't count for anything. So. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a pretty 
grim situation. Uh, yeah, it's bleak in Minnesota yeah. right now. Because I think I said this uh, maybe last week. At some point, the King or the Wolves, excuse me, haven't won a game when Carl Anthony Towns has been playing since before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Before Thanksgiving. Oh man, <laughs> that's, that's to, actually crazy. We're getting to the end of January. <laughs> But everything ties back to Kobe Bryant, and uh, there's a great article on The Athletic by John Krasinski about Buddy Heald balling out and saying to his teammate before the game, I'm doing this for Kobe, and Nemanja Bielitsa said, yeah, he said that to me pregame, and uh, <laughs> he, he played like Kobe. He's coming off the bench right now, Buddy Heald, the last two games he's been, uh, he's been coming off the bench because Luke Walton has needed to shake things up, and uh, he was perfect in the, in the fourth quarter. It was him embodying Kobe, and he... Uh, that's the way he felt. He grew up, uh, as the article says, in Bahamas, in front of his TV, watching the 2001 finals without a shirt on, yelling <laughs> defense, um, which isn't Buddy Heald's forte. <laughs> but uh, but uh, on this night, all he needed was offense. He was 6-for-6 six six in the fourth, uh, banging home five threes. And, uh, you know, this is a for a coach in the future when people say, ha, take out your starters, they're going to get hurt. Well, they took out their starters with 140 left down 13, and then it it, it imploded big time. And uh, De'Aaron Fox free throw, if you watch anything, is pretty interesting oh. to watch um, because it was very cool. Uh, the ref <laughs> gives him the ball, steps away, puts his arm up, and De'Aaron Fox tried to sort of quick shoot it, yep. and it worked to perfection. But the fact that you don't box out the free throw shooter is ridiculous. <laughs> I just, uh, I, you just got to – it's, uh, you, you don't it, think that's probably coming, that technique, the uh, yeah, ricocheting it off the but front. But that's your one job with I know, seven I know. seconds left in a game. Get the board home, man. Get the rebound. In, and even when he gets the ball, stop him. Oh, I mean, oh, they're, gets, they're literally, yeah, they're shocked. It like, happens what? in a split second. Yeah, too. It I mean, does. Oh. It's, it's quick. It is quick. But, like, that's the guy who has the ball. So stop, <laughs> stop boxing. <laughs> Carl true. Anthony Towns, look at the guy who has the ball. Oh, stop. Yeah. And uh, they tried to... Uh, challenge Ryan Saunders tried to challenge the fact that he stepped over the free throw line and it was a free throw violation, which I guess technically it was. I mean, but <laughs> you can't challenge that, and it happened so fast it would be tough for the refs to call and just box out the guy, would you? Crafty as a fox. Yeah, I was <laughs> up there with uh, Yao Ming for best intentional miss free throw of all time. Somewhat different players watching uh, De'Aaron Fox do it, and like as soon as the ball misses off the rim, it feels like he's shooting the layup already. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. incredible with Yao. A little bit slower yeah. than De'Aaron Fox, but he makes a play on his where his goes off the front of the rim, catches it, and then he has to kick it out for a three-point shot. The guy misses, but still, that's a, that's an incredible play, too. I don't know. It's uh, two different strategies here. The layup, if you need to, sometimes you got to get a three, though. Yeah. Pretty good. I've, uh, every time we ever see an intentionally missed free throw, like a successful one, for sure, uh, my mind does go to Brent Barry talking to us about how him and Ginobili oh, yeah. in practice would, like, at times legit practice missing free throws like where to put the ball try and get the bounce yeah. to give yourself a chance like put it on the left side put it on the right side have it bounce high up you know like do what Fox did like that's so cool to me like the concept of like they're such good shooters that they're practicing purposely missing where on the rim or backboard and it's smart you should yep. for for instances like this I mean uh, I don't know if I don't know how often I don't know if there's quotes after the game that I may have missed like is Fox practicing this at the end of practice every day? I doubt it, but uh, I'd love to see a highlight so cool. or like a mix of guys just practicing. How often does it work so perfectly like uh, that? He just perfectly, yeah, ricochets it off the front. And and you said, yeah, the buddy task, like Kobe being his sort of hero. I, I, I was watching this game, and I was thinking of that game where Kobe caught fire against the Raptors, 
where he couldn't miss those threes yeah. to pull out one of the victories. You know, mm. one of the what, what uh, one of like four times Kobe <laughs> embarrassed the Raptors. Uh, but you know the game I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, there was that yeah. one where he just could not miss threes yeah. and like single handedly sort of got them the victory. That was uh, pretty similar to me. I know they. That they, was in his, get done in overtime. Like last or second last season, I think, wasn't it? Is that was right? Was it that late? Uh, he had the white, the big white sleeve on his arm. That one. Who? Yeah, there's a, there are two. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which one I'm thinking of uh, particularly, but uh, yeah, that's a, it was very similar. Crazy, crazy game. Go check the highlights on this one. Just devastating loss for the Wolves. Yeah, not if you're a Wolves. Fan. No, no, but like Kings needed this, and it's it is pretty wild to see down 17. With under three I to go, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Just the math doesn't add up in yeah. your head. It's like, how is there even the amount of possessions yeah. to make it work? Look, I wasn't watching Kings Timberwolves live last night, hey. so of course I saw the comeback happen. I saw the free throw, and I was like, how how is this going down? So then you watch the condensed <laughs> game, and they're like seventeen with three minutes left. <laughs> like, just take the air out of the ball or something. Just stand there. Take the twenty four second violation. Take another one. According, some time. according to ESPN Stats and Info, since 96-97, which was the first year of play-by-play data, NBA teams entered the day 0 and 8,378 when trailing by 17 or more in the final three minutes of a fourth quarter overtime. So this is the first time this has ever happened according to their their data. Well, that's or something, data. That's data, something data. I guess. That's uh, some sort of record then yes. the Wolves have. Yes. Um, but I, I honestly, this season has been a disaster for them. And, uh, you know. Yeah, and you were, you were, you got there early, Lee, saying, <laughs> um, when's Carl going to be going, yeah. uh, help me and get me out of here? Because, uh, honestly, uh, outside <laughs> of Towns, what solid asset do they have? I mean, Wiggins, Wiggins is not going to get you much back. They just don't have any real assets. Mm-hmm. That's the real problem. And Ryan Saunders, I mean, he's 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 tried hard, but I don't think he's he, he's an NBA level coach. I think he's more a better at a development type role. Um, but it's just it's just a disaster right now in Minnesota. They they, I don't know how they sort of turn this around quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be a, a long rest of the season yeah. for them, unless unless you know it, Covington has moved and uh, maybe. Some, but even still, Wiggins has you know, moved. What are those assets no, you're right. returning you? You know, that, that's the problem. And, we, and, but we also let Carl Anthony Towns get off scot free. I mean, they have to like we just say, oh, he's a great player. He's going to want out soon, but he has to win a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, look, yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not faultless by any means, but no. he's certainly the one player that at least you know you've got there that you feel. You know, there's there's the sort of franchise building block at least. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Andrew Wiggins even came out playing like Kobe in this one. He was oh yeah, awesome, was great in the in the first half. And uh, you know, again, everything is about Kobe right now. And for Buddy Heald, the guy who wears 24, because Kobe Bryant wears 24 uh, to win this game, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it, it is pretty neat. Uh, the other big game I wanted to touch on from last night: Rockets 126, Jazz 117. Eric Gordon. One of Tass's favorite players of all time, Eric Gordon. He's back, baby. <laughs> Scored a career-high 50 points to lead the very short-handed Rockets, I should have added there, uh, without James Harden, without Westbrook, to this victory. Rockets took a lot of free throws, despite no Harden playing. Um, Jazz, that was the topic of discussion after. Jazz, not super happy with that. Um, but it was wild because the Rockets were like, Playing against one of the best defensive teams in the league, you got Eric Gordon going off for the 50, but they're playing like guys that are my height out there as mm-hmm. their starting lineup, or at least Trey's height. Daniel Helps <laughs> Jr., like 6'6", was one of their frontcourt players, and then P.J. Tucker's their center at 6'5". And this is against, again, a, a fairly large Gobert and Jazz lineup, and uh, 
you know, they got to the line. I guess they used that speed to sort of get there, and the Jazz didn't like the whistle. But uh, this was this was cool to see Eric Gordon, who is coming off the knee surgery that he had back in November. Um, he, he even said he feels like he's getting back to himself um, and, and going for the career-high 50. The Jazz don't want to see the Rockets in the playoffs. Yeah, what they, is... The Jazz just have uh, – the Rockets just have the Jazz's number. They In the 2017-18 season, Houston – 4-0 won the series and then eliminated the Jazz in the playoffs. It was 2-2 the next year, and then the Jazz were eliminated by the Rockets in the playoffs. Again, they're now 0-1 so far. Yeah. The space is just a problem. Gobert is an incredible defender. He's right in the mix for a defensive player of year, the year, but his major weakness is going to be when you can spread him out and make him guard people out on the perimeter. That's a problem. Um, so... You know, I'm sure when it comes down to the end of the season, we'll see some shenanigans as the Jazz do their best to try and get out of Houston's way huh. uh, in the playoff bracket because, for whatever reason, that's just a bad matchup for, for them. They just uh, – I love it when one team just has another team's number and you can't figure it yeah. out. Or, like, you know, like Marcus Hall is, for whatever reason, he's the Joel Embiid stopper. Right. So that helps. Uh, those little games within a game are pretty cool to me. Uh, so, yeah, incredible performance by the Rockets. I guess that's the move if you're playing against the Jazz is to put as many Trey Kirby's out there as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you talk about Gordon 50, only on 22 field goals as well. Yeah, the got, six got to the line a lot. Uh, I, I think the Jazz as well, you know, seeing Westbrook and Harden out probably sort of thought, well, you know, it's just a matter of time before we take control of this game because they've been one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, recently. they cut it to like six yeah. in the third, but then uh, I think Rivers hit a three, maybe House hit a three too and sort of blew in the lead back up. Yeah, and uh, they, they probably did. They probably did sort of think, you know, it's just we're going to we're gonna win this game. It's just a matter of when, but the Rockets just kept on hitting threes. And, um, yeah, good good for them, an important win for them, Houston. And, and if this can maybe give Gordon the spark for the second yeah. half of the season, that'll be very important for Houston because we're seeing James Harden wear down right now. So... There is a, a chance that they're going to need Gordon to, to be that guy, you know, whether he comes off the bench or not, who can give him 30 points on some nights. Because um, he hasn't, hasn't been having a good season so far. He hit the threes last night too, but if, if you watch the game or you watch the highlights, he was attacking. That was bowling ball Eric Gordon where guys bounce off him. He went at Gobert a couple yeah. times. He had that beautiful left-hand kiss off the glass where, like, Gobert usually is getting that with that wingspan, but... Uh, he got. He just has his size. Guys do bounce awesome. There was Royce O'Neal. There was another one gone. Like he was just like, and it's not an offensive charge. He's just like creating a little contact, a little bowling and ball. He's just a little too strong, and the defender sort of you know unlodged, and then he's too far out of the play, and then he's laid it in. Gordon had a dunk too. I mean, yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's, he's we've talked about him before. He's oddly got a few like in his highlight reel. Well, he's early, early yeah. using the Clippers. He was throwing down yeah. all the time, but he, he. But you don't think of him ever nah, as a dunker. Nah, um, nah. But so that's cool that, that he is sort of uh, he's feeling it again after the surgery because he hasn't he really hasn't been healthy in a good chunk of uh, like they're they're saying I think D'Antoni's like a year and a half he hasn't truly been healthy. Yeah. But you're right, Lee. I mean, if he if this is like a little bit more to the Gordon where you're like oh, any on any given night he can give you 30, 35. And the Westbrook, the way he was playing, you know, he sat this one out as getting his rest there. And then Harden maybe yeah, can uh, take a little breather and get back to being the James Harden we know he can mm-hmm. be. Yep, maybe the Rockets can uh, turn it around. And I say turn it around like they're in the eighth seed or the ninth seed. I mean, they're 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 right there. They're fine. They've won a lot of games, but they're in a rough. They patch, haven't. Though. Yeah, they're in a rough slide yeah. right now, and they haven't impressed a lot of us. Um, even throughout the season, for the for the most part. Yeah. So if the playoffs started today. Utah versus Houston. All right. Woo! 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 Uh, all right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. This is from Bucks guard George Hill. 
regarding Kobe Bryant. He said, what would be dope is the NBA canceling every game on Kobe Bryant funeral day so we all can attend. I think that's a very good idea, George Hill. I find it very unlikely, I think, because we saw them play on Sunday, but some sort of uh, light night, perhaps. Where a majority of the NBA players, in theory, could attend? Yeah. Yeah. It would be very nice. Yeah. I think simple as that. I think that's a, a good a good suggestion, George Hill. Yeah. You came up with a good one right there. Look, it's, uh, with all of this stuff, changing logos, putting honoring them with this award, like it's very easy for us to throw it out as fans and everybody on Twitter to be like, yeah, do this, do that, do that, or cancel this, or change this. It's like... It's not easy for these d- d- decision makers. It truly isn't. There's a lot that has to go into these decisions, and I'm sure they're torn as well over what's right and what's wrong and how far do you go and all that. It's I, I do like – I love what George is saying. I think that would be uh, – hey, look, maybe even not canceling those games on Sunday right after the tragedy, uh, maybe it, maybe in a weird way it makes it more likely they could do something like mm. this because you know, those games were played, and it's just right now the one Lakers-Clippers game that is not. So, yeah, it'd be, be very cool uh, that – that's, you know, the solidarity that you would see. I mean, that's what all these guys are always talking about, all these guys in the league, that it's a family, it's a brotherhood, um, and it'd be pretty powerful, I think, for the world, really, to see all of those guys or as many that could possibly make it mm-hmm. all in one spot. Wait, the, there are days around the All-Star Week, yeah, which, right, which right. there are blank on the schedule right now. Uh, yeah. There's games played on the Thursday before All-Star Week, and point. then it's... The sked is empty other than All-Star Weekend until the following Thursday, so the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Obviously, um, you know, there, I'm sure there will be multiple funerals where the uh, the family has their own mm-hmm. quiet funeral and then, a, you know, a larger memorial service like David Stern had um, recently. So uh, that, that could be something. Let's get to pick em results from Monday night. Uh, we did make our picks, despite not sharing them on the show there with, with Fred, but Tass, was, I mean, Tass has to swerve basically at this point because he's trailing. You took OKC at home. Everybody else held Dallas on the road. Dallas picked up the 10-point win. So, Tass, I mean, are you technically done? Or are you still – there's still enough nights in January for you to tie somebody – tie this thing up. Has anybody done the math yet? How many How many nights? Jeez, yeah, tied. Yeah, yeah. yeah I you can could tie. tie. Okay, okay. So, Lee's 12-6. and six. He's fine. Trey and I are 11-7. and seven, And then Tass uh, is eating, eating a hot dog and having a Slurpee because he's 7-11. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you got to win – Outright, I mean, you could basically have a pick against either Trey and I outright to tie it up. Hey, crazier things have happened in the pick'em. Let me point that out. It's not over-over. So what's our game tonight? That's the important part. A good one uh, in Miami. Boston visiting. Okay. Two versus four in the Eastern Conference. It's on TNT. It's a one-and-a-half-point spread favoring the uh, the Miami Heat. So it's Heat, a coin flipper. Heat played last night. Um... Right? Yeah, they, they yeah. got the victory last night, so that's a back-to-back for them. I'm going to take the Celtics. I don't care who you guys Ooh. pick. I mean, who cares? Oh, man. Who cares? Well, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pick the Beantown boys, but I will Go reverse swerve you, and I'll take the heat. <laughs> you know what? Make it a little bit I'm going to make this even more exciting. I'll take the heat, take too. Take nobody. No, yeah, <laughs> no, I'll take the heat. Uh, Lee, who you got? I would pick the heat, but it obviously doesn't matter for me. So, so you're going Celtics? <laughs> Sure, give me the you Celtics. You still have to. You, why no, would just, you still make a pick? No, yeah. I'm just saying if I was picking oh. to win, I would pick the Heat. But I'll, I'll take the Celtics. I don't care. 
doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't at okay, all. Okay, no. so I guess you're taking the Celtics because you want to prove that you really don't care about this. <laughs> all right, I'll take the heat. <laughs> all right, great. You know what? I'll just wait to see what Trey puts on the graphic to see who you ultimately pick. The important part is Tass. He has the Celtics on the road, and uh, Trey and I have the heat. All right, that's it for us today. As I said, guys, uh, second podcast coming later today, making our all-star reserves picks. So keep your eyes and your ears out for that one. Just make sure you subscribe to No Dunks wherever you listen to the No Dunks podcast. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. No quote. Brace the day, people. Every day And I'd be happy Every minute